Hello, welcome to another episode of the Devo Team Cloud Lounge series. Today I'm talking about a topic close to my heart and something we all need to care about. It's an introduction to sustainable in IT. We talk about ESG, what it means to organizations, why there is a need to run sustainable IT, and lastly, what's the big tech and Devo team doing about it. Today, I'm joined by my two friends and UK sustainability champions at Devo team, Mark and Tom. Welcome both. Hi. Hello. Thank you. Thank you for joining me today. So I think one of the basic things that a lot of people in the market get it wrong is what's ESG. Mark, to start with you, how do you define ESG? I know you're doing a course as well on this, so it's a topic academically close to you. So what do you think of ESG? How does it work with sustainability? Firstly, let's, um, let's, let's just define ESG. So environmental, social and governance. Um, so it's effectively a set of criteria um, that is used to evaluate the sustainability and ethical impact of investments such as a company. Um, so from the environmental considerations, it's what are they doing about climate change? You know, what is their, their situa situation around waste or um, pollution or are they involved in deforestation? Um, from a social factors, it's, you know, are they compliant with modern slavery laws, with um, uh, child labour? Are, are their working conditions up to standard? And then from a governance perspective, um, it's around executive play, it's board member diversity and inclusion. Um, it could be, you know, being clean from a corruption and bribery perspective. So um, hopefully that gives you an overview of ESG. Tom, where does sustainability fit within all of that? Um, so sustainability is quite important to ESG. Um, there's four main types of sustainability, uh, often referred to as pillars. Uh, so that's human, social, economic and environmental. Uh, human sustainability uh, aims to maintain and improve the human capital in society. Uh, so how investments um, into health, uh, education, access to services, nutrition. Um, it's, a, it's a major focus on the, the, um, the health aspect of society. Social sustainability uh, aims to preserve the social uh, capital by investing and creating services. Um, that accommodate a larger view of the world in relation to communities, cultures, and overall globalization. Um, economic sustainability aims to keep uh, economic capital intact. Um, so um, social sustainability focuses on improving social equality. Economic sustainability aims to improve the standard of living. Um, in the context of business, it refers to efficient use of assets to maintain um, and keep the company profitable over time. Uh, and then environmental sustainability is um, improving the livelihoods of the human population whilst reducing our impact um, on, the, on the natural world and reducing how many resources and resource depletion that occurs as well. Perfect. Thanks. Thanks, Tom. I know you're quite passionate about sustainability as a topic. You're studying something as well. And uh, I've seen your work, how you talk about it. Is this is why should we care about it? Is it mostly from a business perspective or uh, from a personal perspective? What are your thoughts on that? Um, yeah. So, uh, yeah, as you say, I've done I've done uh, qualifications in sustainability and um from a personal view, I think that the reason we should care so much about sustainability is 
it's our planet, right? We're leaving the planet behind for the future generations and we, we want to leave the planet better than we found it. So making small changes on a personal scale will allow us to be positive towards future generations. Um, and then from a business perspective, we should care because, for, well, for very similar reasons, but from a business perspective, it allows us to um, have a better business, run a more inclusive business, um, and really improve the planet through the use of of business in a positive way rather than the negative connotations that are sometimes associated with uh, big businesses. Nice one, Tom. One of the statements that you made, we need to uh, leave the planet better than we found. That's a debatable topic, in my opinion, about just for another day. But what are the kind of can, can, can changes that I make actually make a difference? Because a lot of yeah. times people think, can I make a change which is actually making a difference? The big companies are already doing worse for the planet. Yeah, so this is this is um, this is a, another concept. There's a uh, a man called Tim Berners-Lee, and he's a, a lecturer at Lancaster University, um, and he's done a lot mm. of research into this topic of how much difference can a, a personal change make, and it all comes down to a, a, a concept called the critical mass concept. So, if there's enough change made by enough people, then we can see a proper change. So you might not think that. Um, you know, you doing your own recycling when your next door neighbor doesn't, that might not make a big difference. But if everybody goes, oh, my next door neighbor's not doing my, their recycling, but I'm gonna do mine, then we reach the critical mass. And that means that we can make a positive impact on the world. Um, in terms of IT, you know, there's the, the, a, a big change, a uh, really interesting number actually that I came across. Uh, in the UK, there are 64 million unnecessary thank you emails sent uh, a year, right? Um, or yeah. daily, sorry, 64 million a day. And that means that wow. um, you might not think it, but that adds up to a staggering 16,000 tons of CO2 used just by saying wow. thank you to somebody. Yeah, it's, um, in terms of real world, that's 8,000 flights from London Heathrow to Madrid. So. Wow. Do, so do you mean uh, writing a short email, writing less words, less is more sometimes? Is that something that you're alluding to? Yeah. So I think um, I, I only just found this out recently, but um, the way that email works is is far less efficient in terms of electrical capacity. And, and it's just far less efficient than a chat server. So if you can use a yeah, chat okay. service like Google Chats or um, I think Slack is another one. Um, oh, yeah. If you, you can use those instead, you can have a much less uh, negative impact on the planet by saying thank you. Another way is to just put thank you in advance at the end of your previously sent email. You know, reduce, um, reduce your consumption by just being more efficient. You've probably saved my, you've probably saved my, uh, my team. I was about to be very rude to them by not sending thank you emails anymore. So actually now I've got some tips to be more efficient from a green perspective and yeah. still manage the team and, and reward them. I agree. I read some articles where Slack, for example, Slack has been a revolutionary product in, in office communications. It has replaced email in a lot of places uh, across the world and kind of changes that it has done is, is and it's real time at the end of the day. And I feel writing an email for some kind of things is, is, is making it a little more formal and swear in Slack and communication messengers make it a little less formal, keep 
the culture of the organization a little bit different too. Thanks for that, Tom. Um, I'm going to ask you, Mark. What are you? you what do you think of the business benefits around it, and what's your take on this? So it it, it comes down to kind of some of the points that Tom mentioned, um, but I think um, it's become such a prominent um, topic now within our society that actually there is a brand expectation that you are doing something around yeah. sustainability, that you have a roadmap, that you have a plan. Um, you know, just within our business, um, you know, in, in taking on the role that I have within Devo Team UK, um, I've filled out questionnaires that, you know, that, that our clients are asking of their suppliers to effectively say, you know, what is your position around sustainability? Uh, before it might be around kind of the um, societal parts of, of the ESG, but now I would say it's very heavily weighted towards the environmental parts um, of kind of your ESG strategy. So it's important to have a strategy. And I think, you know, that's going to be massively part of, um, you know, the expectation from the businesses, from your clients, from your suppliers, you know, and importantly from your customers, um, you know, you could, it, it, you, we see with the oil companies, you could have people outside protesting around, you know, the fact that they are, you know, using uh, natural resources and not moving towards more, um, uh, yeah. better environmental energy sources. Um, so I think uh, it's much more around the perception in the market from from everyone. It feels like it's a 360 um uh, impact and actually the benefit to a business is if you are you can expect growth i believe that if you have a strong sustainability plan um and a roadmap and you're executing on that roadmap because i think government regulation will come in i know it's already in, in some of the nordics countries but government regulation will come in yes uh which will inform which will mean that everyone will need a position and be taking action i agree Thanks for that, Mark. I think uh, it fits in well with a lot of times where we work with the IT departments. Why do you think IT departments should care about sustainability? So we we are increasing increasingly seeing technology being used as a decision making tool and part of operations. So yeah. many many people are, are taking their manual processes or you know and digitizing them. Many people are increasingly using technology to track their operations, to get better insights. Um, so therefore, technology and IT departments have responsibility to ensure that you know they their technology and data is being used in an ethical and in a sustainable way. Um, because they will account mm -hmm. for, if you look at CO2 emissions, there's a lot of businesses where, you know, ours being one, we're actually the, the IT estate as a people business, not as a manufacturer, but actually what we're doing with technology to service our own business is probably a big part of um, is a big part of our um, uh, our CO two emissions, um, and there'll be many companies that are in that very similar position. Um, so, so there is one element of that which is um, the general stuff you think about, which is your hardware. So, you know, traditionally a business would be let's buy some laptops for all of our employees. Um, We'll get the laptops, we'll replace them every two years, uh, and then you get a new laptop. And I've worked in many businesses and that was the common norm. And I think we are now moving from an IT assets perspective to um, elongate the time that we have those assets for. So, you know, we're much more seeing policies go from yeah. two years 
to three years and you know making sure that they're maintaining those assets to to make them last for as long as possible the other thing we do at devo team as well and you know lots of people are doing that is making sure that their asset providers are have a have a plan around what they're going to do around recycle reuse and and using those sort of suppliers so um some of these things are now commonplace um but 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 I guess that's the very basic level I guess from a business from an IT department that you need to have in place. Um, the other areas I would just comment on is actually using technology from a innovation perspective. Um, uh, yeah, we may touch on it later, but using the technology reporting tools, um, man, digitizing manual processes, which we talked about, which means that you're you know in an IoT perspective, you are managing. Um, your assets, you're managing your your machinery and being able to understand when it's going to fail, when it's going to, you know, a predictive maintenance, provide predictive maintenance on it, that you're not throwing away a whole machine, you're constantly making sure that that's available and, and keeping its life cycle um, for as long a, 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 as possible, really. Um, yeah. No, I think you made a good point about having the visualization and having an awareness of what you're doing. Uh, Prius effects, which is a which is an effect wherein people made conscious decisions and conscious answers when they knew what they were doing. So having that awareness is quite coupled with it. FinOps, which is an important topic, and FinOps Foundation talks a lot about Prius effects in the same manner. So that's pretty good. But I generally think that sustainable uh, IT and carbon footprint reduction is a byproduct of following a lot of well-known good practices. If you do IT right, you are actually doing sustainable IT. If you use some of the best practices, you would be doing some of the bits around it. And Tom, I want to ask you in terms of, uh, you must have seen uh, the BBC documentary and Mark, you as well. We spoke about this briefly on the day when it was going to be broadcast. Is cloud really the bad for the planet? What do you think uh, of, uh, of the BBC documentary that was televised a couple of weeks back? Go on, Mark, I'll let you go first. Um, I, I, <laughs> it was interesting because we were, we were planning this at the time and then it was like, oh, hold on. Um, so so it, it, it is interesting. Um, my, my perspective actually would be that um, we can leverage the economies of scale of cloud providers such as Amazon, Google, Microsoft and, and SaaS providers um, rather than having companies having their own data centers and you know that that you know and them all being managed through different standards um, and diff using different energy resources or maybe legacy hardware to actually leverage cloud providers um, technology we've talked around the economies of scale you get from a, a cost and a pricing perspective but there is this dual savings that you can get so actually you can leverage the fact that they are um, but that they are effectively, um, they've got uh, plans to make their data centers net zero. Um, and that's something you can leverage rather than, you know, have your existing yeah, yeah. co-location and things like that. So um, for, for me, that documentary was interesting. I think what I took away from it is that, you know, there's all these, there's all, we, we are, the, the data has exploded and every year, I'm not sure what the stat is, but you know, it doubles or triples or, you know, we're creating more data, TikTok. Um, Facebook, everything has to be stored. The fact I can go back to university and see my Facebook post, but that data, I'm just adding to it. And, and, and I think, you know, that, that documentary focused on the consumer impact and the fact that data is growing, but I think we can leverage the cloud providers um, 
and we need to put pressure on them to make sure that they're creating you know net zero data centers that source this information because the demand for data isn't going to go away but we can be better at what we upload and what we yeah. store and what we archive yeah okay. I, thanks, I, thanks i think Mark. it comes down to um a conversation around efficiency right the whole the whole thing with good it practices and economies of scale and this critical mass concept comes back in again um it's all about how efficient can we possibly be and the more efficient we are in terms of financial cost it actually ends up being more efficient in terms of green cost as well so in terms of how sustainable you become um so i think efficiency is going to be a word that's going to be thrown around a lot in the in the coming years um and how can we become more and more efficient both financially and uh and also more sustainably efficient as well yeah i agree tom thanks for that tom uh, and mark i think uh we we work a lot with the cloud providers like Amazon, Microsoft, and uh, Salesforce, and so on. And I feel uh, me working very closely with AWS, especially in EMEA and in in London. Uh, I feel Amazon is committed to sustainability. They talk about it a lot. Uh, AWS is uniquely positioned to address the customer ESG uh, priorities when compared to a server enterprise data center across uh, geographies. AWS can actually lower a customer's carbon footprint by nearly 80% today and up to 96% once AWS is powered with 100% renewable energy, which I think they are on a path to be there by 2025. In 2019, Amazon and Google uh, Global Optimistic uh, announced a climate pledge, a commitment to meet the Paris Agreement nearly 10 years early. They want to be net zero carbon by 2040. I think they are all going on track for that. They also spent uh, dedicated $2 billion to an investment program, which was dedicated to visionary companies whose products and solutions will facilitate and transition to a low carbon economy. So they're spending money and making their products around that time. I also feel AWS Cloud uh, is an enabler for a customer's uh, sustainable journey. Uh, they show it in a very nice manner where they create a shared responsibility model. Sustainability of the cloud is responsible for AWS. Sustainability in and through the AWS cloud is something which customer and partners like us uh, help them do it. You can optimize architectures for sustainability through workloads through AWS well-architected. AWS introduced sustainability as one of the pillars in their well-architected framework and customers are quite getting to know about these things now. Building cloud-native solutions on the cloud that also helps uh, drive sustainability across the business is something that they do it. I generally feel that modernization opens the opportunity to innovate for sustainability. So you know, on-premise data center, you start off with the sustainability of the cloud, you migrate to AWS, and there is a junction wherein you feel sustainability in the cloud where you start trying to optimize things. And when you move towards agility and trying to create more cloud native solutions, that's where you feel your total cost of operating and reducing IT footprint is met when you try to create net zero goals. So all in all, I feel AWS is doing a quite a bit of effort. They have put in some funding programs and some specific offerings as well, which we as a partner are also working with them in EMEA. So all in all, I feel there's an interesting space and there is good support provided by AWS. Our other pillar, Salesforce, they have come up with net zero 
uh, cloud and uh, we are one of the partners who are a, a pilot we're doing some pilot work in that so i feel it's it's really important that how we work with partners and bring those offerings to the market lastly i want to know what is demo team doing about it you both are very close to some of the work that we're doing i'm doing some bits as well and thanks to both of you but what are we doing about this mark to start with you first uh yeah so um so Devo team is so in 2022 we um, we launched our first uh, I guess it was green report. Um, so we we surveyed our our entire population across Devo team, 10,000 employees, um, and yes. we we were effectively did kind of the first thing you'd say is is actually measure measure and have metrics around you know what your carbon emissions are. So Devo team understood that in 2022 um off the back of understanding what opposition is we've put a strategy uh, in place which is to be um i think it's uh, to reach net zero uh, by 2030 and we've got a roadmap and a plan and a set of actions that tom and i have to make sure that we're making sure we do uh from a devo team perspective and we bring devo team uk on the journey to achieve that goal so um we have the roadmap, we are executing on it. It's it's not just a, a diagram, you know, we're being held to account on that by by our, by our CEO, by our exec board. Um, and I think we're just in the middle of our 2023 survey to all employees as well. Um, yes. We did make I another announcement. I filled that up last week. Uh, I haven't actually filled mine out. Um, <laughs> but there's a reminder for myself. Um, but, and Tom, we, announced, we made an announcement, I think two, three weeks ago. Yeah, really uh, exciting announcement, actually. Uh, Devo team has started our alignment towards a science-based target initiative, or uh, SBTI, um, which is really exciting to see. Uh, it's a pioneering scheme bringing companies uh, to account for their sustainable goals. So really exciting to see, yeah. I think we're also working on some of the offerings with uh, Amazon Web Services and Salesforce related to sustainability. Uh, sustainability is a part of our one of our pillars in the digital impulse and we've we've done some hirings in that space and are, i'm working with some of our team members to create some offerings around it all in all seems like an exciting space and we really i really feel devo team is making an impact and trying to help others make an impact as well and that's it thank you both for joining today for the wisdom and some of the insights i hope the conversation today has triggered some awareness with our audience Sustainable IT is a culture, it's a way of life, and we need it more than ever. We don't need new data centers. We need to use the ones which we already have correctly. Less is more. We'll be doing a lot of these talks in the coming months and coming weeks around sustainable cloud migrations, lean DevOps, and our famous ESG working backwards consulting offer. Stay tuned. Thank you, Tom. Thank you, Mark, for joining me today. Thank Thanks you for very having much. us. Robert. See you later. Thank you. Cheers.